None of the Federation sentries spared more than a passing glance for the grey-robed pilgrim as he wound his way through the isolated watchtowers that bracketed the road leading up to the east gates of Arishak. None of those who occupied the towers and could look down on all who passed. None of those stationed to either side of the gates themselves, armed and ready to act to defend the city should a threat present itself. Not even any of those standing atop the walls overlooking the approach, all of whom had the longest span of time and clearest opportunity to observe him. He was beneath their notice. He was ragged and sweat-stained, and while he walked steadily enough, there was an air of weariness about him that confirmed his visible circumstances. Others travelling the road passed him by easily, and none of them paid him but a moment's notice either. The pilgrim was hooded, so it was impossible to see his face within the shadows of his covering, not without making an effort, and no one felt inclined to do so. He was just one more visitor to the Federation capital city, one more visitor come to view the most wondrous Southland edifice constructed in the last fifty years. Indeed, the city of Arishag frequently astounded the men and women of the Four Lands. Rebuilt after the demons of the Forbidding had burned it to the ground, it was nothing if not formidable. Constructed to withstand any attack launched against it, whether by demons and dragons or things more fearful still, Arishag had become a fortress that defied all attackers. Its walls soared hundreds of feet high and were thicker than the tightened formation lines of a shield and spear rank. Its battlements were studded with flash rips and rail slings loaded and ready to release, all mounted on swivels that directed fire accurately and broadly. Airships were situated on elevated landing pads in each of the four corners of the city proper, with flits and skiffs and other assorted quick-moving flyers readily available for the use of first response, the company formed years earlier to serve as an initial line of defence against all assaults on the city. Within, an inner wall shadowed the outer, and within both rings the entire population, save those engaged in labour on the outlying farms, worked and resided. Five million people lived within Arishag now, and some claimed there were even more. Even the bulk of the Federation army was housed and trained inside those walls, and at its exact centre, the Phoenix Tower, symbol of a Federation city raised from the ashes of the old, towered above all, rising more than thirty stories into the clouds. The Coalition Council occupied it. The Federation government's offices, living quarters, healing centres, education adjuncts, and food storage warehouses formed a compound more than a mile square. All this awaited the traveller in the grey robes, but he kept his eyes on the road ahead. He already knew what lay within. He had passed this way before. A flurry of skyward motion, coupled with the sound of expended power from diapson crystals exploding through pass-tubes, caught his attention, and for a second he slowed. Ghost flares roared overhead, the fastest of the airships, looking like naught but black shadows as they flashed past. All eyes turned skyward to watch. Even the grey-robed pilgrim paused. But only so he would not attract attention by choosing to move while the others stood still. At the gates he waited in line for permission to pass. Others crowded ahead of him, and he let them do so. Patience in all things, he reminded himself. 
When it was his turn to approach, he did so almost reluctantly, his robes dragging on the ground, his head lowered. The soldiers, judging the merits of those seeking admission, barely looked at him. Nine, said one. Rauschka! His voice was as weary as his look. Home? I am from Stern. Business? A moment's hesitation. I seek medical care. Now the soldier looked up. What sort of medical care? Surgery to replace flesh damaged in a fire. I require a reconstruction. Another soldier stepped forward to join the first. Both peered at him questioningly. Where were you burned? the new man asked. My face. The soldiers exchanged a glance. Let me see it, said the first. The pilgrim hesitated. I would advise against it. Fellow, we are soldiers, said the second. What we have already seen would turn your innards to jelly. Let us be the judge of what we can and cannot stand to look upon. A long silence. As you wish. He lifted his head slightly and pulled back the hood. The soldiers' faces turned ashen. People around them gasped and flinched back. One woman turned her head and vomited. The pilgrim stood without moving, his face and head exposed, his eyes, or the one eye that remained, fixed on the soldier who claimed to have seen the worst of everything. "'That's enough,' the soldier said, shaking his head in dismay. "'Cover yourself!' The pilgrim did so, again assuming a slightly bent position, so that his face retreated once more into the hood's shadows. The speaker took a deep breath. He didn't even bother looking at his fellow. If there is help for you here, it surpasses any form of healing I'm familiar with. Go on now, and find it if you can. The pilgrim moved on, into the shadow of the gates, into the throngs that crowded the streets beyond. Behind him there were mutterings and exclamations, oaths and wardings. Everyone was unsettled by what they had seen. Just as the pilgrim had intended.